You're tuned into the Mid-10 Listens Podcast, hosted by MiddleTennesseeMusic.com. Supporting and empowering the independent music community online since 2011. Head on over to our website to find more music, as well as to learn about our Indie Musicpreneurs Tribe, where we share our library of tips and guides on business, entrepreneurship, productivity, social media, digital marketing, email marketing, websites, and much more. You can also check out our book, Getting Your Music Heard Online, now on Amazon as a paperback and Kindle. Welcome to another Mid-Tid Listens podcast. It's your host, Joshua Smotherman, MiddleTennesseeMusic.com, and today I've got an exclusive interview for you with Vanessa Silberman. We're going to dive into her influences, how she got started in music, and a lot more. So let's just jump into it and take it away. Vanessa, thank you for your time. My first question to you is tell us where you're from and what style of music you create, but tell us that without referring to popular genre classifications. Just tell us your style in your own words. Hi, this is Vanessa Silberman. Where am I from? I am from Los Angeles, California, though in the last 17 months, I've been pretty much on the road and on and off. So I suppose I consider my heart my home. Um, but I grew up in uh, the Bay Area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, in Hawaii. Kind of lived between those places growing up, but was in Los Angeles mainly for the last 15 or so years. What style of music do I create? I would say Vanessa Silberman's solo music is very much alternative rock with different influences kind of pulled out where my alternative grunge pop rock band was more straightforward. I kind of got a chance and opportunity to dig in some of the influences that I pulled out growing up. You know, uh, everything from punk to more recent diving into kind of old country blues and uh, even like some hip-hop. So with my solo music, it's still alternative rock, raw uh, rock, but kind of stems away and I try and do different things where I collaborate a little bit. Uh, I would say in terms of a message, my music is definitely about hope and positivity and Obviously, I get fulfilled by playing music, but I feel like there's so much more to it, at least for my purpose. While I'm on earth or doing something here, I feel like it's my duty to help other people. You know, in addition to doing music, I also work on the business side and I have a little label and I record bands and I feel like that as far as helping other artists but also just people because music is the one thing that connects us all even if you're a young child or an old grandfather or someone from a different culture or speaks a different language I feel like it's such a a thing that can bring people together and make such a difference and an and a great impact. It really can change people's lives. So it's just about being super raw and honest. And I've really dedicated Vanessa Silberman, my music, uh, for other people 
and to help other people through life. Tell us what led you down this path of music and what motivates you to stay on course. What led me down this path? That's an interesting question because growing up, I lived in Hawaii, uh, in between Hawaii and the Bay Area. And when I lived in Hawaii, I didn't have TV or radio. And I kind of had to like seek stuff out and discover stuff on my own. You know, I got my first CDs, my main CDs from uh, Columbia House, 10 CDs for a penny and discovered that I could have a ton of family members all at the same P.O. box <laughs> and all get 10 CDs and then cancel our membership, which I feel horrible about now uh, for the other artists or the company. Uh, but I think that's probably, I suppose, what everyone else figured out too. Um, but I really, I discovered stuff through seeking it out and you know, I, the first time I heard, like, for example, Nirvana, I had no idea what they even looked like. I just know that when I heard Nirvana and uh, quite a few other bands, uh, even, you know, maybe I had friends whose parents played different rock bands and stuff from Seattle, that when I heard it, I was like, wow, oh my God, that's, that's what I have to do. I have to do music. And, uh... I had a, a friend, a neighbor, in fourth grade, his parents played music, and, uh, you know, he kind of said, hey, you should get a guitar and learn how to play guitar, and I kind of wanted to impress him, too, and I was like, yeah, you're right, I should, uh, but I felt extremely more so connected to just the music, and it just kind of, I don't know, I, I suppose it kind of led me. And I knew from a, an extremely young age, you know, 11, 12, that this was absolutely what I wanted to do, do music. And I was always really interested in, you know, recording. And uh, early on, uh, when I lived in Hawaii, they were early adapters of the internet. So we had dial-up. And uh, before the record companies knew about it, there was, like, websites with, like, rare songs that you could download it would take probably about 24 hours to get one song. And then there was like software that you could load into your computer to unzip these files. Um, and then I would take a microphone and tape and plug it in and uh, play back the song. And I make cassettes that way. So I really feel like music just kind of called me, even though I was on an island in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I just knew I wanted to do it. As far as motivation and, you know, my dedication of what keeps me going, well, I mean, this is just why I'm here. I am a thousand percent in. Someone would probably have to kill me to throw me off course. <laughs> I would have to die to stop. Um, I'm completely addicted to touring. I'm obsessed with it, and I simply feel and know that this is the right thing that I'm doing. I had a band called Diamonds Under Fire for about 12 or 13 years. It was a moniker at some points, and then sometimes I had friends or even bandmates uh, during the time that I had it. But while doing my solo music, I remember there was a turning point for me where I was working at an amazing recording studio and just kind of working on that. and. I just felt like 
you know, I can do that um, still and I can do that later on in life, but something just kept calling me to the road and it was really hard, but I left and I threw all my stuff in storage and I said, if I don't tour now, I'm not going to do it. And I can't live this life without knowing. So I'm just going to start over from the ground up. And I've just been dedicated to doing that and kind of helping other bands and artists and people on the way uh, while I do this. And um, I'm going to take it as far as I can take it. So we'll just see where I end up. (laughs) How is this new release different from your previous ones? Were you setting out to accomplish anything specific with this one? My most recent release is called uh, Hide My Love Away. It's a single. It's an acoustic single that um, I was really wanting to capture kind of like a 60s light pop, very organic, raw feel. Um, It's a song that I recorded with just one mic in the control room of the studio that I was an assistant at a few years back. And... It's different from my other solo material, probably just because on my EP, I have a few more alternative songs. You know, I've got one where it features uh, this artist whose band who I produced and developed a little bit um, called uh, Decoded. Their singer, uh, Derek Jordan, I had him rap on one of the singles that I put out. And that was very much, you know, an old school punk trashed out drum sound with like alternative rock kind of chorus vocals and I wanted that to be extremely raw Um, and then you know I have another song called Shine for example where that song is the first song that I literally pretty much played and sung and did everything myself um, and programmed the drums and uh, the only thing that wasn't me was I have I have a friend who's a really sick bass player, and I was like, hey, man, if you can beat my chorus bass, then I'll put it in, and he did. He uh, he did a really cool lick on there, but see, that, that also is kind of what's so different is all the collaborations that I've been doing on my solo work, uh, just with different friends or featuring different artists, um, you know, it's an opportunity to work with a ton of different people versus my band where it was like my thing. But then I had two girls and friends, you know, and different members throughout the years. Um, but with my soul stuff, I really hope to keep it cohesive, but just not be afraid to try different things, uh, you know, and just explore. Um, I've got a few other singles that are going to be coming up and coming out. Uh, This last tour that I did, I featured uh, two friends um, that I knew from recording, Reed Mullen and Michael Ross, and we did an East Coast tour, and I featured them, and on an off day, we recorded a song in uh, a warehouse, and that's another kind of cool collaboration, and um, that'll be fun. I don't have a date yet for that, but um, that'll be something to look out for. Do you face any challenges as an indie musician in the digital age? But on the flip side, has technology helped you, assuming it has? Am I facing any challenges in this digital new age? 
no. <laughs> I think this is this is the perfect time for an independent artist, or at least artists who have their own vision and branding ideas to start out. I feel like this is the prime opportunity if you are a creative person, an artist, a singer, a band, if you have a vision, you can create your own niche and build on that. This is the perfect time to be building and starting, you know, a new era of, of music and a new way of thinking. I mean, this is like, it's kind of like all these doors opening up. So it's like all of a sudden you don't have to be, you know, a 17 year old pop singer, you know, to like be successful, you can maybe be uh, a songwriter, an artist who just sits at home and makes songs for TV and film. Or you can be an artist who, if you really love to tour and you connect and you're able to find your audience, you can do that. Or, you know, build it in other ways. I feel like there's so many outlets it's just a matter of like knowing what you want who you are and finding that audience um so I completely embrace it I also embrace you know our old ways I think uh even you know the old old school ways you know mindset of you know the artist development um I embrace it all and I think we have more opportunity as as artists and musicians and bands than ever and now it's just a matter of us just deciding what we want and then just doing it and just uh cultivating that and creating more culture where can we follow you online and find more of your music if you're interested in checking out my music online you can go to facebook.com forward slash vanessa silberman official also on Instagram, I'm Vanessa Silberman Official. On Twitter, I'm V Silberman Music. And you can find me on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. You can also check out my old band, Diamonds Under Fire, or my artist development label, A Diamond Heart Production, which is on Facebook, online, and Instagram. And there's quite a few other cool bands who I'm connected with on there, who I promote. And... Other than that, peace out and follow your heart. And if you're thinking about doing something in life, but you haven't said it yet or told anyone yet, I'm telling you right now, go for it. Mid 10 Listens is sponsored by Unlimited Sounds Publishing and Distribution, LLC, an independent company based in Sacramento, California, specializing in publishing administration and digital distribution services for independent musicians. Find out more at www.ulsounds.com.